Well, hi and welcome to this week's uh, Connect podcast and uh, it's good to be with you. It's Pastor Ryan here and I'm joined by two very special guests. We have our oversight, Gordon and Joe Moore with us. How are you guys? Very good. You have been blessing us all week. (laughs) Area gathering, away with our pastors and staff and now here on Sunday and it's been such an honour to have you with us. And uh, today, you launched us into a new series that we have called Four, the Four Essentials, I believe, of our Christian life, that is of prayer, worship, word, and service. So Pastor Gordon, firstly, we're out at Maitland, and uh, we're talking about the Bible. And I love what you brought. You brought all the the kind of the history back to the Dead Sea Scrolls. Tell us a little bit, uh, and I want to encourage everyone to go and listen to the podcast first, but... Tell us a little bit about uh, what you shared this morning. Well, basically, we were taking it from the angle of the reliability of the Bible. Yeah. So how reliable is it? Can we trust it? Yeah. Because if it's reliable and trustworthy, then we can base our lives on it. That's it. And that's what God asks us to do, and we believe that. But I feel sometimes it's good just to talk about the history of the Bible and where it can. People go, wow, yeah, it is trustworthy and so this morning we began to open up about how God uses two things not just in the Bible with the Bible but with our life and everything yeah in our faith and that is providence and diligence and I told the story about Mark yeah we saw the two Latin words providentia and diligentia and we yeah. so we unpack for it from the view that in God's providence he got the Bible translated by different people that didn't know each other but even further back the bible was written over i think about 1500 years by a whole lot of people that didn't even know each other and they were writing under the inspiration of god and yet the bible all agrees with each other it never contradicts itself I, I, i found that completely fascinating it's been a while since I did Bible college, so it reminded me of that fact and the Dead Sea Scrolls and all of that. But that's incredible that the word, yeah, has, they, there's no contradiction. And so it, its validity is, is so strong. So strong. Um, and, and it's amazing. We call the Bible the, the truth, the word of God, and that's mm. exactly what it is. Yes. Um, I would say, I mean, I just think about my own life and the way that the, the word of God has shaped so many seasons in my life. You, you, I don't know if you guys, oh, I'm sure you have, but you just have moments and periods in your life where you just hold on to a passage. And, and like, like David says, your word is a lamp unto my feet. Yes. The word of God truly is that. In a world that is just uh, so full of so many differing opinions, and you just get, I mean, you talked about it in your message, how you just get bombarded. You open your device first thing in the morning and you've just got opinions galore. Something that no generation has ever experienced before. That's right. And that can erode our confidence, you see. Yeah. Because we're getting bombarded. And that's why I believe we need to come back to a centrality of the Bible in our lives. Yes. And never be diverted from that. It is our foundation. It's our foundation and it can be trusted. Yeah. It's it's God's word to us, you know, and and we find that when we make the Word of God center, then we have a foundation for our whole lives. Absolutely. One thing I'd love you to talk and, and speak honestly uh, in your Connect group uh, is, is just how the changing of times 
have impacted on your life for the good or for the bad but just there with that it just media and everything just so coming at you at a million miles an hour talk about just the challenges in in the, today's world with grappling that but share about how the truth of God's word has actually helped you to see through that and even come to a place of understanding. I mean, we're, we're in this world where relativism and universalism is so prominent and so popular, so, yes. which is really of an opinion where everyone's opinion is, is valid. Yes. The trouble with that is I think there's about, what, six billion of us on planet Earth? Uh, nearly seven. Seven billion. Uh, seven that's, billion. That's a lot of opinions. There's opinions <laughs> every day. Yeah. And that's why we need to get back to the centrality of the fact that God doesn't just do true things. Yeah. Because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. He is truth. Yeah. So the word of God is a picture, if you like, or a manifestation in written form yeah. of his person, which yeah. is truth. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm not a truth. Yeah. I'm not pointing you to the truth. I am the truth. So here's the power of the Bible. When we read it and we begin to receive revelation through the word of God, yeah. we are introduced to the God of truth. I love that. You, and you talked about the Old Testament and the New Testament. I mean, the Old Testament, if we talk about the law, the incredible thing about that is that was a way to live. You've got these Israelites that come out of captivity. They've lived under a pagan king. Now out into a world of, hey, here's a new world for you to occupy and live in. But them all not knowing what is the way to live. Yes. And so it was given yes. as a way to actually, hey, here's, here's the truth. Well, you're surrounded by all these different nationalities that and, and nations that have all these different ideas. Here's yes. the truth. And that's what we have today. That's right. It hasn't and, been done away with. And the New Testament yeah. is a fulfillment of all of that. Right. So we talked about a testament or a will. Yeah. And how that the Old Testament was given by God for that time and that season of the natural people. Yes. But now Jesus came, everything changed, and it's no longer to a people, it's to all people. I love it. And so the New Testament is an update of the will, if you like, or it's a new will yeah. that not does away with, but fulfills and supersedes. Because everything in the New Testament is shown as a picture in the Old Testament. Oh, incredible. And so people get really caught up with this and say, well, are we obeying the Ten Commandments? No, no, we don't obey the Ten Commandments, we fulfill the Ten Commandments. We're living, oh gosh. Yeah, that's, through the life and the spirit. See. That is so good. And the other thing I love about that is the word, I mean, it's the most printed Bible. The Bible's the most printed document in history yes. still, but it's personal. That's right. And that's why David says, the word is a light unto my path. Yes. And that's the incredible thing. The word of God can speak to our worlds and our, our moments so powerfully that's the other thing i'd love for you to talk about in your connect group is share about scriptures it might be even present right now or possibly uh past where there's been maybe a verse or a chapter in the bible that is that has spoken so much near why don't you share that and it might it might even just bless someone else yes. in the room just by doing that yes. um so that'd be great pastor god i love the message that you shared and uh, what you're going to bring tonight is also going to be equally good Moving to Pastor Joe, you spoke about service. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I love this because that's so essential. If we're Christians that are just receiving and just 
that's all we ever seek or or live in our Christian life. Well, that's only kind of half the fun, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And you know, a healthy church is a servant-hearted church. Right. It's where all the people bring their gifts, their talents into the house of God. Yeah. And God can use those people and develop their gifts so that um, they are a blessing to the community, mm. not just the church, but also the church outside. Everybody. Um, the people that we're yet to meet. Yeah. And um, we can love them and, and show kindness and and serve even the people outside of church. It is great. But there's four, probably four main attitudes, I think, that are important yeah. to our serving. And that is um, probably... The first one would be a lover of God. So we love his presence. We love being in the house of God. Yeah. We love people. Yes. We love what God's into. And all of those things are very important to serve our serving in the house of God. But I think there's another thing too. There's a heart to be willing to serve, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's a heart issue. It's an action, a service is an action of the heart. Yes. It's not actually what I do. It's awesome. It's about um, an action of the heart. It's, it's who I am. And I think that's vitally important because we serve and give out of that. I love that. And I mean, that, that's what Paul wrote in Romans, didn't it? When he's talking in chapter 12 about all the gifts and that, he starts off with, offer your lives as a living sacrifice. Exactly. And if you have an attitude like that, it's amazing what God opens up exactly. in your life. And right. I think, too, with serving, um, it's great to develop love and respect for other people. Yeah. So when you're serving in team or alongside of other people, um, you're serving, you know, with different personalities. You're serving with people that you wouldn't necessarily get along with that well in the world. Yeah. But um, all of those attitudes and things get adjusted as we serve. You know, you learn to, for instance, forgive other people. You learn to say sorry. Yeah. You learn to adjust. Keys for life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You learn to adjust. Yeah you know, your attitude as you go along. And it, it helps to grow you and develop you as a person as well. It's extraordinary. Mm. I find it fascinating in God, in all of his power. And, and I mean, he can, he can do all the work without us, but he chooses to work through people for us mm. to touch each other's lives. It was, it was Jesus' prayer, last prayer before the cross, just that they would be one, that there would be yes. people united together it loving one another and you, exactly. you only can do that through the expression of service yes and exactly. I, I just think that's a someone you it's such an honor you looked at a passage one peter was it yes one peter two, two verse nine but it's in the easy translation yeah, right. <laughs> yeah um so you know it talks about you serve god like priests yeah and i think you know god could have Set us up, it set up the world so that he did everything because he can just do it with the word of his mouth. But he chose to use us wow. as his royal priesthood yeah. to serve and to um, build his church. Have a look at that it. passage, 1 Peter 2, yeah. 9, um, where it talks about that, even the different translations, because it's such a thing of honour. 
yes. to, to have that bestowed on us that we get to serve others and serve God yes. in that way. What I'd love you to do, even as just you're finished tonight, and some of you might go, you know what, I don't know where I can serve or how I can serve. I don't, I'm not even sure upon the gifts of my life. But I'd love for you to even encourage one another uh, by, by sharing um, the joy of serving. For those of you that have experienced that, it's actually an incredible joy in actually serving one another. So share firstly how, how you've enjoyed that and felt that, but uh, also pray for one another that the gifts in our lives may, may come to life. Because, mm. I mean, it was, it was also Paul that wrote to Timothy, he said, fan into flame yes. the gift upon your life. Exactly. You've, you've actually got to do that yourself. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's the action of our own lives, isn't it? Yes. To, to actually draw that out in our life. Um, and so that would be awesome. And I think another thing too, Ryan, is yeah. that, you know, we might be a one talented person or a two talented person. Yeah. It doesn't matter. God will use you anyway. Yes. But the real fact is that, um, you know, we will grow and and um, develop as we go. So sometimes you get asked to do something in church life and you feel like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. I was telling a story how... Um, I was when I was first asked to pray when I was just a brand new Christian, yeah. and I felt like climbing into my shell. I know, right? But um, through fear and trepidation, but I managed to mumble out a few words, and I remember the leader coming up to me and saying, "Oh, that was so good. That was so great. We'll get you to pray again next time." <laughs> and it's like you know. But as yeah. I stepped out in faith, you know, it just came and it flowed from me so you know serving is in all different areas of the church in all different ways Wonderful. and I think that um, you know it's great to encourage people new people to get involved and serve everyone and, has a gift yes I've never ever had someone finish do something like a spiritual gifts questionnaire and come out with nothing exactly, <laughs> exactly. everybody has a gift something to give and That's it's a right. joy to be able to serve That's God right. and serve people Yes. in that way uh, thank you so much for this guys uh, what an honor to have our overseers uh, share this time with us I pray you have a great night at Connect Group and I look forward to catching up with you very soon